You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. In Braves country, we are so excited for you to meet our new proud sponsor, Billy Reed. Now, Billy is an award-winning fashion designer who is redefining global style from his home base in the Shoals in Alabama. He is also a diehard baseball fan who grew up cheering on the Braves, and he offers a line of Atlanta-inspired hats, t-shirts, and accessories that embody the soul of our city. Billy and his team craft luxurious, made-in-the-USA shirts, denim, and more, all with a timeless modern style that will have you wearing them again and again. Experience them for yourself at his two Atlanta shops, one in Buckhead and one at White Provisions, or discover them online at BillyReed.com. That's BillyReed, R-E-I-D.com. Greg McMichael, I got to tell you, I was walking over to the ballpark today, excited because as we're sitting here recording this, um, it's game one of the postseason for us here in Atlanta. Game one of the NLDS starts tonight as we're recording this. By the time this comes out, game one will probably have already been played. Um, but to, I got to tell you, there's just this this feeling. There's just I don't know how to describe it, and maybe it's just me, but like walking around the ballpark, like and there's already a few people out there, kind of milling around in the battery, mm-hmm. and there's just already that extra excitement buzz in the air, and it's just I don't know. I wish I hope I, if you're a baseball fan, I hope you get to come to a postseason game at some point, whether it's here or elsewhere, because there's just to me as a baseball fan, there's nothing like it. Uh, But more importantly than that, what I'm really excited about is somehow or another, you and I have made it a whole year on Behind the Braves presented by Billy Reed, the official podcast of the Braves, which we started. It's hard to believe that we've been doing this for an entire year and we've got, is this episode 45? Mm Mm-hmm. How did that happen so quickly? Well, we just started yesterday. We just had Glav here on the couch yesterday, right? For episode one. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he did. Well, no, that wasn't episode one. Was Steve it? Avery was number one. Steve Avery one. was one. Glav ended up being the first Glav one. Glav was go the first out. one in the alumni lounge. And the first one that we released. Uh, but Yeah, Steve, we didn't. That's right. We didn't We right. didn't uh, release Aves until later. But uh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. And I, I will say this about the, the postseason. Two things that always get me excited. And this is. Some of this kind of relates to opening day, too. But whenever they paint the new logos on the field, Mm -hmm. so that's always really cool. I remember as a player, you know, going out there, being called, you know, they do the lineups on the first game. So they announce everybody. And then seeing the flags, the the, kind of the half circle, red, white, and blue. What are those called? Is that that like bunting or something? Is it bunting? Is there a name for it? What is bunting? Is that a, um, besides like you know using a bat to there's hit, a bunt, hit, bunt hit cake a, bunt cake <laughs> all right let's just pretend I didn't bunting. call it let's just no go. there is bunting uh, I have no idea we I'm can gonna, look it I'm up I'm gonna Google bunting um, right now so the the banners that they put up and painting on the field gets me excited and then typically there is a a, a, a slight change in the weather that's right but as we speak it's still 97 degrees on October 4th. And it's supposed to be 98 degrees on October 5th. 
there's just something ain't right about that. Right. <laughs> so typically the weather has changed. Now it's going to change this weekend. So you get that little bit of chill in the, in the evenings where it's just perfect weather. Humidity's gone. You get the the, the uh, color on the field with the you know the paint. Ed's done a good job of doing all that, and and then the bunting. Right. I I did Google it, and it is right. Thankfully, uh, yes. The first thing that comes up is you can buy. Yeah, flag bunting. See, there you go. There's the images, and it comes up. And there it is. So that that has to go way back. That has to. Right. It's got back at the turn of the century. Yeah. That was the like the politicians do that too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They put it on the back, and they do the train tour across America. Well, you know, when they go through small towns like in Virginia, and they got the punt. (laughs) That's that's another thing about how did how did uh, the hillbillies make it? How did how did uh, Bubba and Harry make it a whole year? The Clampets had bunting on their Model A when they drove across the country. (laughs) How did we make it a whole year? well, I thought we were trying to decide, like, what do we want to do for a year anniversary? We felt like we should commemorate that somehow, and you and I started kicking around ideas, and we thought, well, why don't we just go back through, let's start at the beginning, and maybe give some first thing, first memory that pops up with each of our guests we've had. We've had so many guests, so many great guests, ranging from the names you know more than any other in Braves country, and Braves personalities, to some that you probably didn't mm-hmm. know beforehand. Um, you being the fans out there listening, of course. And uh, I just kind of thought, so I went back through, and it was fun for me to, now that it's been a year and we've done 45 of these things, to go back through and reminisce a little bit about all of that. That'd be great. Well, and I would like to say, too, that, you know, here we are. It's been one year, 45 episodes, 200. It'll be 275,000 downloads, which... um, you know, I've got a lot of family, but I didn't realize I had that much family. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. My mom can knows where the repeat button is. She's got six computers. That's right. That's right. Eight iPhones in the house. That's no, right. But, you know, and I, I think going forward, I, I would like to, I know you pay attention to a lot of the uh, comments and, uh, you know, the reviews and all that kind of stuff. And at some point this next year, hopefully we, well, we didn't sign a contract for the first year. So, I mean, we could be on a 30-day notice. Uh. Who knows? But hopefully at some point we can we can take some questions from some of our uh, some of our fans that listen and uh, Braves country out there. Maybe they have some somebody that they may want to have on or something they may want us to talk about or some questions that they or something from all the other episodes that that we've had but uh that'd be something that we've talked about we haven't been able to pull off and then another thing we wanted to do is potentially do some live podcasts that we would do some live tapings which we've been throwing around and and hopefully that's something we'll be able to do in 2020 i think so that's we only want to get bigger and better um looking back on it over a year it's what we've accomplished to this point has been really, really just, I, I couldn't have, I mean, I didn't really know how this was all going to turn out. I had high hopes. I knew yeah. we were going to have good guests. Um, I, but who knew, who knew how it was going to We were winging go. it. We were kind of winging, we winging it. it. Especially yeah. at the beginning, we were kind of yeah. winging it there and figuring out how it worked. And now here we are a year later. And um, I know we have a solid group of people that are listening every week and new people listening and discovering the show all the time. And I think especially for, for some of those folks who are newer, who maybe have only listened to the f- most recent episodes or only listened to a few recently, maybe don't even, maybe haven't even, because I'm guilty of this when I find a new podcast I like. 
I'll listen to some of the recent ones and not realize that if I kept scrolling, literally just scrolling on the list, there's some good ones from way back when the podcast first started that I might enjoy. Um, I know that like even this most recent week with, with Kelsey Winger, there was a lot of great feedback on that. And I felt like we got some new, some new ears and some new eyeballs on the YouTube uh, channel uh, through her episode. Mm -hmm. I I hope that that's the, the case every week. So you know, if you're one of those folks that have listened, to just just discovered the show. There, there's a and you're a Braves fan or you're a baseball fan. There's a lot that we've done over the past year that I think you'd like. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, why don't we just kind of go back through and I guess we could start. I, we'll start in the order that these came out, if that works. Yeah, no, that's good for me. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> and we'll just kind of reminisce a little bit. So, so Tom Glavin, as we mentioned, he wasn't the first one that we recorded. He was, I think, maybe the second or third that we actually taped with. But his just we ended up we taped what five or six of these before we actually launched it because Mm -hmm. now and nowadays we do it a week at a time we want to stay fresh and that sort of thing but when we started we were like okay we need to have a group of these episodes in the bank done before we launch because we don't just want to launch one and then be like okay here's the official podcast of the Braves and then uh, week two, we got nothing. What are we going to do? You know. <laughs> or we didn't want you know Ricky to get fired after three weeks, and then all of a sudden I'd be left trying to figure it all out. But we had to do enough for me to keep a job. <laughs> so Tom Glavin, all right, so my first thoughts when I think back on that episode with Glav, first of all, he's a really nice guy. It's always nice when a guy like that is the Hall of Famer and all that, and you try to find him. I mean, I know you knew this, but I, didn't, I hadn't spent much time around him down-to-earth nice guy mm-hmm. uh but hearing him talk about his kids and his son playing baseball at auburn and then coaching his kids in hockey when they were young i feel like everybody knows the the 95 world series mvp they know the cy young award winner the 300 game winner they know all that stuff most people do if you're a baseball fan you're a race fan you know all that stuff <laughs> but to hear him talk for a while about being a father like tom glavin the father that to me is a diehard fan who knows all the career stuff to hear that that was like um, that was kind of the first indication to me of what, what what I was hoping, or I think what we were hoping to accomplish with behind the Braves was we're this is a Braves personality, but we want you, the fan, to get to know the person a little sure. bit, and that's what I felt like with Clav. Yeah, and that's it's great for me. Of course, I've known him a long time. Uh, I think when you're 25 years old and you're a superstar. And you, there's some a lot of walls that you put up, you know, just for protection. And you know, you're not you're not the same as you. Hopefully, that when by the time you're 45, 50 years old, 55, you've matured, and you have a different perspective on life. So, you know, I hope that I'm a different person than I was when I was 25. There's a lot of things coming at you when you're younger. So, I think that person who is the, you know, uh, the World Series MVP is not the same guy that we know today. And you know, Tom's matured a lot. Tom is you know he is a family man and uh he he's really um you know i think his perspective on life is a lot different now i think he's a lot easier to get to know i think you hear that on the broadcast each each week when he's doing the game up there in the booth mm-hmm. with uh with chip and jeff and um you can tell that he's he's a different person I, i've enjoyed getting to know him over the years as him being involved in our alumni association so but it was an, another step being able to talk with him about his family and and kind of the things he's doing now so it was a good time for me too as well yeah that was that was a great one we had all these great episodes in the bank to begin with and we all kind of decided that was the one that best encompassed i think our, our mission all the episodes sure. were great in their own way that one was kind of we just picked that one it was like yeah this is this is a solid one to start off with because it's the name everybody knows and it's 
kind of what we're wanting to accomplish yeah. here. So, uh, second episode. Now, we'll, now this is our only repeat guest, uh, Alex Anthopoulos. We've had him on twice now. He's our only repeat guest, right? Have we well, had anybody else on? Twice? I had I had Dale was number was the next guest. Oh, was he the next guest? Yeah, and we did oh, it at, okay. his, at his uh, restaurant. We did well. And Alex was after that, but maybe at uh, least that's the way I had it. Well, let me. Right, I'm gonna scroll through that right okay. now. All right, I'm scrolling. See, and y'all can do this too, and it's very quickly. Uh, October second, two thousand eighteen. Alex Anthopoulos. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we taped them. We did. We taped them. That's right. We had it been, in the yeah. bank. Okay. Yeah. See, these first few episodes were all we taped them all relatively right. close together, okay. and it was yeah. Okay. That, you know, I think we got Alex because there was um, postseason. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And, I think that's what it was. Then we released Dale a little bit later. Yeah. I just went through my, you know, as I as we taped them, I numbered oh, them. Oh, okay. That's what I did. So gotcha. the, the first ones will be a little bit um, that's okay. messed, yeah. messed up. I didn't go through the, you know, what it looked like on, on uh, YouTube or right. what it looked like on Spotify or or uh, apple okay apple cool music. well I'm, I'm going through through apple okay um so alex was next we we got a great update from him learned a lot about him and mm-hmm. and uh, what he we didn't really get a lot into his um you know there were so many things we wanted to ask him right but we did get a get to hear his story on how he started you know i think back about how um you know we had jason paré on too and getting to hear how they got involved and they were doing internship here and they started out the bottom and worked their way in you know alex was in scouting and he went to miami and you know jason was in miami and you know jason uh, those guys very similar stories but uh, but what alex was basically saying no i want to do this i'm passionate i'm quitting the family i don't want to be in the family business and i want to do this and i'll do it for free right i just want to learn i want to soak it up and you know he was just passionate about it and i love that part of it of his story yeah and that was that was what was cool is with him being kind of our only repeat guest up to this point which some of these guys we're, we're going to have on again he just so happened he's a guy that we'd like to have on multiple times a year mm-hmm. two maybe three yeah, times he's, he's, he's got a lot that we can we can yeah, learn from because we've had him on twice and it's like we've barely scratched the surface and what was cool the first time we heard about his journey, as you just mentioned there, and getting into the big leagues and what it took to get into the industry. And then and we can just we can mention a second time now, too, while he's here. What was cool sure. about the second time, fast forwarding a few months, I think we learned him discussing that time, the lessons he learned in his previous tenures as or tenure as a general manager with with Toronto and giving specific situations of like a guys where where and, and granted, the second time that we interviewed him, that was. Uh, I think shortly after this season it started, and look, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Our front office took a lot of heat in the media and and from mm-hmm. from social media and all of that for the perceived lack of moves in the off season. And I think as we're sitting here today, we can say the front office did it did a yeah. great job and they did exactly might be GM of the year and I, I think he should be yeah uh, but at that time they were coming off of uh, a lot of criticism and hearing him explain kind of some of his previous uh, moves and things he'd done as GM that he had learned from where there were some time that I'm, I can't remember the reliever's name off the top of my head I have to go back and listen I think it was a relief pitcher where they had some money in the budget and did need a reliever with mm-hmm. Toronto back in the day. They didn't love a guy that was available at their price. Uh, there were stats and things there in their 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 data telling them that this is maybe not their guy, but they had the money. This guy was available, so mm-hmm. they just did it and it ended up not working out. And I thought that that was a very telling story or and a 
one of those things you can tell guides him and how he thinks now sure. and how he makes his decisions now. Well, it's beautiful when a plan comes together. You know, yeah. we, you know, he was. Uh, if you look at kind of what's happened for him over the last two years, so you know, last year we way ahead of schedule. Team does well. Hadn't won a division in since two thousand and four. Was Thir- it thirteen? Oh, division thirteen. Thirteen. One oh, division thirteen wild card and. 12 and okay, this 10. One. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. that. I thought it was before that. Yeah. So, so I hadn't won the division in a while. Alex comes in. We're way ahead of schedule. We end up winning the division last year. We in the first time we had him on, you know, things are he's all world, right? Things right. are great. Well, you fast forward six months and everybody's like, you know, what is this guy thinking? Kimbrel's out there. This guy's out there. Why aren't we? Why haven't we addressed the bullpen? I'm sure we even talked about that in here. We knew that the bullpen was an issue. And uh, he stuck to his guns and said, "No, I'm not. I'm not seeing what I like. I'm going to keep that money aside, and then I'm going to wait and see what happens." And at the deadline, he gets three basic two closers and a and a setup guy, who are the best guys out. Could have you probably say could have been the get, best guys available. He works an unbelievable deal, and here we are looking as good as we've looked in a long time. And our game one starter tonight, as we're recording this, was signed in June in Dallas Keuchel. That's right. Again, saving that money for later mm-hmm. on and a deal a deal came together yeah. for him so i i don't i don't um i don't ever want to tell fans oh, you can't be critical like that is you're right and and, sure. and it, especially in the moment there's passion there and they've been told that there's they're going to be the braves the media whoever says they're going to be big spenders they're going to be yeah. big players in it this winter and they don't do what the the fans were expecting i understand yeah. you're upset but now that we fast forward i look at it and i'm like well they said at the time they were only going to make moves that made sense and they were going to hold back money for later on in the season and here we are and they did hold that money back and they spent the money mm-hmm. both on Keiko and on taking on salary and that's relief right. pitchers and I mean it's, it's, they well, did what they said they were going to do one common denominator is that we all love the Braves we all want the Braves to do well yeah. so we all can agree on that now hopefully as as Alex continues to go forward. This is going to breed confidence from the fan base that, that you know we're gonna we're gonna be able to trust more in what Alex says and what he does. And if he says the time's not right, then we like you know what he's got a pretty good track record, mm-hmm. and uh, he's taken us this far, and he's continued to move this team forward in making the right move. So that's going to give him a longer <laughs> lease, yep. you know, leash, and in, in, to where people aren't going to be so quick to jump on and say well what's going on and push the you know the nuclear option and saying i can't believe you know what are we doing we'll, we'll probably wait an extra couple of days yeah. you know before that happens but i, I think this it's year good. Is, it's good I, to hear that from him because he's been I, I think he's up front and i think he's he has a plan and he like i said he's learned from his mistakes and he's done a good job of of um of learning from that and i think that's why this team is where they are I think the the trust has been built throughout the season mm-hmm. because the words that he spoke and things that he said last off season and coming into this season, uh, he's followed up, followed through mm-hmm. on all those. I should say throughout the season. So I think the trust should be there. Yeah. So good time. Well, this might yeah. be a marathon if we. Yeah, I know. Okay, we'll two. speed it up a little bit. I know. I know. All right. I, all right. But hey, I mean, this is awesome. I mean, we could sit here and we, we just had day. such a good time. And, you know, I looked through all these and it was hard for me to say, well, this was my favorite. And you know, people ask me all the time, well, who have you enjoyed? having on the most I, I mean all of these i love certain aspects of yeah. you know uh, you know whether whether it's i mean we got smoltzy on there which i think is who is next, next right yeah, yeah yeah so we got john smoltz i mean and he was here broadcasting the game 
that we were going to day we, we were going to clinch. Yep, in 2018. That's and right. we had had a discussion about that. How do you feel about that? And I mean, that was awesome. I mean, that was great timing mm-hmm. on on our part of getting him on there. But just how that all came together, of yep. course, we didn't know. We we're just starting the podcast, but yeah. But uh, John's always great, and he's of course he's going to be all throughout the postseason. Mm-hmm. He's going to be on TV, and um, so it's pretty cool. The personal side, he was one of my heroes growing up and coming along. So that part of me, for me personally, was cool. Uh, from the episode, I, I, that is the first thing I think of is like we had him the day the, of the clinch, and he was calling mm-hmm. the game, which is cool. But the thing that stood out for me, if there's one thing from the episode, when we talked to him about playing in the U.S. Senior Open, like golf, oh yeah, US Senior Open, and he said that's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. That was kind of cool to hear from a guy that's been in the situations he's been in, in his mm-hmm. career and say, oh, that was playing golf in the U.S. Senior Open. That's the hardest thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. So that was that was a cool thing. Uh, next in order was Brian Snitker, and this was the so we our, our season had just ended, mm. and but he had gotten the contract extension, and everybody was and very named happy. manager of the year and named manager of the year, and um, seeing for me just seeing what a great person he was, um, and you could tell why his players love him so much. Just he, seeing, could he not be manager of the year again? I think he should be. Yeah. I think we've got the manager of the year and the GM. I mean, of the we year were here. picked third or fourth in fourth, our division. Yeah. I think he should be the man. I think he is the manager of the year again, and I think Alex is the GM of the year. So you think he knows somebody in all the writers to say, "Hey, keep picking us third, so I can <laughs> I can win." <laughs> yeah, of maybe. The year. <laughs> well, you know what? If they if the end result of all of it is we're uh, we're winning the division and yeah. we're hosting game ones or yeah, games one, game ones, games one of uh, the postseason, I'm all for it. Keep picking fourth. Put us fifth next year. Hey, Let's you know, you know, back in the day, it was all about Peter Gammons. It wasn't Buster right. Olney. It wasn't all right. these guys. It was like. Peter Gammons had all the insight. That's right. You know, it wasn't Adam Schefter. It wasn't all these guys. It was like, well, you just got to call Peter Gammons and tell him what you need need to be said. And so, you know, Peter Gammons was the guru. Right. And so, you know, I don't know. Maybe you got to call three or four guys nowadays. And, yeah. You know, just don't get Jim Grace. I'm knocking on your door trying to dig up a bunch of crap, right? <laughs> you just, you just got to get somebody with to send a tweet these days. That's all you got to do. That's right. So. That's right. Uh, having Snit on right after that was, that was great. Um, him. I'm a brave that quote I'm mm-hmm. a brave and him going into that and talking about his time the minors oh, yeah. and all that that was <clears throat> and talking about how he thinks like a glove of, the, of his was used in the movie of Bull Durham I mean mm-hmm. him talking about uh, his wife Ronnie and yeah beating cancer breast survivor. cancer right. and, I mean that there's so much there that one was um, I'm like you I, the number one question I get about doing this this show and this podcast is what which one is your favorite and I, I honestly mm-hmm. can't pick because you know, we're going through all these, and this could last eight hours if we keep well, going Well, you way, know, but. Snit is one of those guys that he knows everybody that I know, yeah. right? So every alumni that I bring to the game, he knows. So what's become a little tradition, and, and nobody knows this, but, you know, Brian and I talk before every alumni Sunday. And he goes, hey, who's coming in this week? And uh, he goes, oh, I want to see them. Bring them by. So every alumni Sunday, we do our little deal out in the plaza. We sign autographs for the fans for an hour. And then we head to the SunTrust Club. But on the way, we stop off and we go see Snit. And so we sit there and, and BS in his in his office for about 30, 30 minutes <laughs> with all these guys that he knows, you know, because That's they're awesome. like, oh, Snit, I want to see Snit. And Snit wants to see you. And so we'll text back and forth and, hey, you got a meeting? What's going on? I got so-and-so here. We're going to meet. And, and so that's been kind of a 
cool tradition that we just started this year That's that awesome. every Sunday we I bring the guys in and you know I bring three guys back as you know and and uh, we spend a little time with Snid in the locker room and of course all the coaches you know Walt and Eric and um, and all these guys uh, Sal you know they know them too so you know it's like a little reunion every Sunday with all these guys uh, they either played against them or but of course you know Snit coached probably coached them all right and um so it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun that is awesome i didn't know that that is mm-hmm. really cool uh murph so we we mentioned it earlier murph yeah. at murph's at murph that was what was cool about cheese that? curds cheese those those <laughs> cheese curds uh, that was our first one i think we filmed or he we served taped. us that day he did Food. he brought out appetizers like yeah we were having a little party for one of the th- it's my mark i think it was victoria klein's birthday oh, okay i yeah. think it's who it was yeah, yeah. we had the whole staff there whole staff in the back room at murph's johnny whole staff whole, whole staff that's right <laughs> uh murph literally came out and served us appetizers and then after the lunch was done everybody else left and we stayed in that room and taped in there and that stood out that that was the first time we went somewhere other than the ballpark to tape an episode and that it was at with Murph who's just one of the nicest human beings on the planet and at his restaurant was was so cool um, and I remember his take on as an old school guy this is in the wake of uh, the Acuna Urania incident last year oh yeah, that's right he'd just written an article for The Athletic and kind of embracing bat flips and saying we need to ease up on certain things and <laughs> the unwritten rules and all that so it was cool to hear hear that from him so but mainly the cheese curds that's, that's my main memory uh, alright so this was technically the first one that we actually recorded steve avery that one was all right a couple things that stand out to me (laughs) we did it in the little in the 1957 conference room up in the office the little it's a little conference room little inside thing for in the office here the 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 conference rooms in the office all have different names obviously and there's a 1914 a 1957 and 1995 there's other conference rooms as well but there are three that are named after the years that the the Braves franchise Mm -hmm. won the world series the 57 is the the small one of the three so I remember the, the AC and whatnot was pretty loud in the speakers because we're in this little room. Um, and I remember, I don't want to say I was nervous, but I think I was a little nervous because yeah. that was our first time First one doing we ever this. taped outside of the, you and I, our yeah. preseason taping. Yeah, our, our test run and like trying to figure out, okay, this was the first real run of like, okay, we're doing this. This is happening. We're going to do this. So that was cool. And But then to hear, um, I very, I'm still thankful to him this day for being kind of our, he was our guinea pig really because sure. he was the first one and he yeah. did it and couldn't have been nicer dry sense of humor Mm -hmm. on him um which was cool to learn uh still in incredible shape by the way great story about him in new york yep great story about him in new york first guy or not the first guy but guy he had to felt like he needed to drill there was a that we taped that it was like a day or two after that urania kunya thing <laughs> yeah. happened and so that was a was very perfect timing even though we didn't timing. play it yeah right after that. it was perfect timing and then i remember him say i remember asking him something about like unwritten rules and do you think that there'll be payback and all this kind of stuff and i just remember saying snit's old school again somebody mm-hmm. else who already knew snit like yeah. you know, of course he would know sure. snit. so that was fun okay here was one we talked a lot about especially early on rico cardi that voice my goodness <laughs> the voice on that man the, I, I said it then i'll say it now the man should be doing voiceover work he could be paid a lot of money <laughs> He was a guy that this is the first time for me where I was talking to someone that I real I knew the name and that was about it. I didn't mm-hmm. know much about him. He was he played well before my time, and I just didn't know much about him. And I, mm-hmm. I researched him before he came in and started. My eyes were kind of open, like, "Wow, this guy was this guy yeah. was a player." You know, there's a reason mm-hmm. I've at least heard his name. Um, 
and boy, he was just that guy can talk. Like you just yeah. give him a cue and he goes, and he's got this voice. And you just <laughs> plenty want to of stories. To yeah, yeah. So. We've had him back for uh, Los Bravos, but the funniest thing I heard the other day, and we'll talk about this guy a little bit later. Leo Mazzoni. Um, Leo was a pitcher, pitched in the minor leagues for a long time, and Leo was down in the Mexican leagues. And uh, Rico's older than obviously older than than Leo, and uh, Rico played the Mexican leagues for a long time after his career was done here, and. Leo Leo was pitching and Leo was just a young guy and and, uh, he tells a story that Rico was standing way far off the plate and uh, and Leo's thinking Leo was you know a little lefty and he said oh well there's no way in the world he can hit this pitch on the outside part of the plate it was so far away and so Leo throws a pitch out there Rico steps in hits a home run right center just a bomb and and as he's rounded first base and he goes I got you and, uh, and Leo's thinking man he just suckered me right into that you know and so he was setting him up but uh, I've heard more stories I've told people that we've had Rico back of course you know Rico is the you know he's tied with Ralph Gar for the franchise batting average leader um and and he's he had a great career and so I've told people well we've had Rico back for this and he's come down to fantasy camp and doing some things like oh well I remember Rico and remember Andrew Jones telling a story about Rico down in the um Rico down and uh, doing a home run derby with him mm-hmm. down in Dominican and how at 45 years old or 50 years old Rico was hitting them further than them and they were in their 20s right. you know and Andrew hit the ball a long way but he said Rico this is in Dominican Republic was was still at that point and so I've just heard more stories about that and uh, just you know his career and the kind of ball player he was so it's been good for me to get to get to know him and for him to be back around the organization that that was uh, that episode was a fun one early on. And that mm-hmm. was yeah. If you haven't heard that one, I mean, all these you should go back and listen. But that one, that one st- stands out as an early on uh, interesting episode. Yes. It's nothing else. At least listen for a couple minutes oh, just to hear, sure. his, hear his voice. Um, okay, these next two we can kind of do back to back because they we literally taped them within eighteen hours of each other. Um, Brian McCann and Josh Donaldson. Both of those signings happened pretty much at the same time. We had BMAC's press conference at what? Let's I don't know what day of the week it was. Let's call it a Thursday or something. Yeah. Like and Wednesday, then, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, like maybe it was like a Wednesday, Thursday. So BMAC was on Wednesday night, and then Josh Donaldson's was the next morning. And thanks to media relations and you, we were able to get both of those guys. And what I remember about McCann was we literally interviewed him right before his press conference mm-hmm. in the the family lounge uh, here at the ballpark. And you and I hung out with his wife and his two kids for a little while before he got there. And then he came in. I just remember how genuinely excited he was to be back home and to work with this pitching staff. Just how fired up he was to be back here. I, I'll never forget that. You could... You can't fake that kind of Mm-mm. enthusiasm, that smile, that and how excited and happy he was. Yeah. That that was real, and I remember that about him. And then Donaldson um, interviewed him right after his press conference. Uh, I wasn't nervous about it, but I was kind of curious, let's say, to see how it's going to go. Because in watching him from afar with other teams, he's he can be an he seems like he's an intimidating guy, an intense guy. He's maybe intense, he's an, yeah. intense is probably a better way to put it. And so I just didn't know how because you and I like to have just a casual yeah. conversation. Well, when you don't know go. somebody, you just you don't, don't know. know yeah. You know, and you only got so much time. You got thirty minutes. Yeah, trying to figure out, ask the right questions. But he loosened up, and we had a great time. We had great. He, we ended up talking about Vikings and golf, and <laughs> and bringing the rain and all that and then some serious stuff too with he and his relationship with his yeah. mom and everything so those two together were right back to back they came right. out right to back 
and that was uh those two are i'm very fond of those yeah that was great uh getting to see of course i've known brian a long time but getting to know josh right off the bat was fun anytime you can be a part of a very happy occasion you know press conference you're just signing a deal and you get to be here in atlanta close to home those there you know it's hard for those to go wrong but but it was it was great to to be a part of that just that event and the excitement of, of course Braves country being having two quality guys like that mm-hmm. was was a lot of fun watching you and, and josh donaldson talk about the show is called vikings right yeah yeah because i had no channel. i had nothing to, i had no knowledge of this show i'm watching you two just <laughs> have you go seen back it since them. i still haven't watched oh my it. Gosh, I need to, as i'm sitting here talking I'm like all right am i that's my off-season it's a great list. show yeah there's a there is quite an extensive list of netflix and shows yeah. and movies and stuff that are on my list for the off-season and i'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get to it yeah yeah there's there's a few more i've dove into that yeah but uh, pretty good. We can talk about something. Nice. Okay. <laughs> right, well, the next two are also kind of a similar deal. We're also taped very close to one another. Uh, we took our first real road trip. That's right. Because we went to Murph's. So that's, that's across the across the street here, across the way, if you will. Um, but for our next on-location shoot, we decided to really get out of the ballpark and go to Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, not a bad place to go work for a few days. Clampets go to Vegas. I'm telling you, it was beautiful. <laughs> I stayed out there by the cement pond. It was great. <laughs> Uh, no, we went to the winter meetings and we had two. We we taped two episodes out there. Perry Manasian, of course, from the Braves front office and baseball ops, and and Greg Maddox, who is from there and lives out there. And we went to his house. So Perry, I just remember we were in the the baseball ops suite, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, kind of overlooking the strip, pretty high up in that building. And he's such a nice guy and friendly guy. And his it's his story of mm-hmm. growing up in baseball with his family's involvement in it. I mean, he kind of grew up in the clubhouse and telling a story about wrestling with Bo Jackson <laughs> as a kid. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, cleaning toilets. Cleaning to- clean- That was other than getting into the industry, cleaning toilets and bathrooms. I mean, that was that was that was cool and. And Greg Maddox, there's so many. Being in his house was was that was one of those moments for me. Where I was like, how did I end up here? What are we doing? We're, we're hanging out with Greg Maddox in his man cave. Um, but the main thing that sticks out about that is I found out your nickname is Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll never remember. I'll never forget the. Um was it Sticks? Who he had his new Sticks shirt on? <laughs> That's right. His concert. Was it Sticks or Boston? Nothing. No, it was Sticks. It was Sticks. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It was Sticks. Yep. Sticks and um, and just uh, sitting there in his in his uh, was his kind of his man cave. So we were yeah. up in the up, upstairs floor, and he's back in his lazy boy, and and I just remember looking over, and there's a whole wall of gold, oh, just yeah. all the gold gloves. I would would imagine that's what Andrew Jones's uh, man cave looks like, right? Because those gold gloves are not small. No, they're not the little you know toy gloves. I mean, they're full size gloves that have been painted gold or or they're metal i guess i would imagine and um they're pretty cool but to see a whole wall of them is pretty impressive yeah of course greg you know we got to play golf together and he's he he couldn't be any nicer and down to earth and and so just being able to kick back at his place he was nice and relaxed and just talk about um you know his career and and all that he's doing now with his son there again his son's playing in college yeah. chase mm-hmm. at unlv and, he, and he's a, like a community coach so i can right. imagine i would love to hear those conversations with <laughs> the pitchers and him because he's he's a pretty smart guy oh yeah and he doesn't always look at things the same way that everybody else of course you know i think he could go down as one of the greatest pitchers of all time i think he's in the top five easily easily if not the one or two um i think he just what he did with and the way he pitched he was just 
way ahead of his time and just dominated so consistently. But uh, I would love to have heard hear, or hear some of those conversations with a kid who's pitching at UNLV and like, okay, what did this mean? What does this mean? You right, know, yeah. And just hear, hear <laughs> his comments. So anyway, it was a good time. That was. It was a really good time. A side note, too. I was – that was – because I was on a couch, and I was facing that wall of gold you were just talking about. And do you remember, amidst all the gold and the World Series trophy, like you have in your <laughs> yeah. office, he had that at the center of this entire wall. Yeah. But then right – or it might have been slightly off center because right in the middle of the center, he pointed out to us his uh, it was his wife's uh, was it like a softball trophy I think. <laughs> so he has here's one of the greatest people to ever play the players to ever play this game. One of the greatest pitchers yeah. ever with a zillion Gold Gloves, World Series trophy, all these. Yeah. And right in the center was his wife's uh, was his wife's yeah. trophy, which was a nice touch. It was yes. it was cool. Yes. So that was very cool. Yeah. Uh, Terry Pendleton, that was cool. We did that. That was the other one we we filmed. We taped uh, B Mac in the family lounge and it just shook out. The or worked out that we taped Terry in the, the family lounge. I remember he came in. He'd just been inducted into the Braves Hall of Fame, which is why we wanted to have him on then to talk about that. And uh, But I remember it was so cool. He came in in his gym clothes because he was here working with uh, the they – they bring in minor league prospects and mm-hmm. some of the top prospects, and he was here working with them. And he literally just came straight out of there in, in his gym shorts and shirt and <laughs> sat down with us and talked for 20, 30 minutes and uh, – one of the all time, one of the one of the good guys of the Braves organization. Yeah. Oh, and this was on the heels of the Greg Maddox episode, and so I was still very much entertained as I am today. But I was very entertained by finding out your nickname was Harry, <laughs> and Terry gave us the in depth analysis of exactly how that nickname came to be. Maddox was yeah. like he gave us the the overall, and then Terry gave us the yeah. ins and outs of the, the specific. Yeah, story, TP so. knew knew how that. Happened. Yeah, TP. When you ever think about postseason. You got to think about, you know, Terry in 91, mm-hmm. 92, almost back-to-back MVPs uh, like Murph did, but he came in second in 92. But just a great leader and and a great friend, and I was uh, so happy for him. And we should be announcing our next um, group of guys here pretty soon, probably after the postseason. Cool. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, But, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a great time. It was very good. After that, we had Jeff Francoeur, Frenchy, because it had just been announced that he was going to be mm-hmm. the full-time or pretty much full-time in the in the TV booth. So that was cool getting to talk to him about that. Um, me telling him to his face that in a different life, I once wrote a tribute <laughs> song about him and sang it to him and then watching him. And I watched that. Did you? It was a different life. It was a long time ago. I'm still waiting for the next pair. You, you told me we were gonna, <laughs> know, you were going to come up with one. I know. I that, know. Maybe that's something we look forward to in 2020. You can come right. up with a new parody. All right. Yeah, we can do that. I'll, I'll, I'll write us a theme song. Hey, they may have a song that uh, about this team. There so, might be. Yeah. Um, you know, making feed off that. There's a few good songs out there have been written by fans about this team out there right now. Really? Actually. Okay. Aaron Tuning is one which he's put out Braves videos before. He's a comedian, writer, and really funny guy. A friend of mine, nice guy. Uh, he just put out a video the other day that is really funny, and it's been going viral and all over the place, and it's uh, really good. Check his out if you haven't seen it. Uh, Amber, I only know by her her, uh, her Twitter, Amber Goes Violining. She is a professional uh, violinist, if that's the word mm-hmm. and she puts out these violin brave songs where she sings and she overdubs herself 
playing all the different parts uh, of the violin all together. And it's like a split screen thing. Like if you haven't seen it, it's like a Brady Bunch, you know, the opening yeah. of the theme where they're right, all, right, right, right. but it's all just her and she's playing all the different parts. She records each of them separately and puts them together and then sings. Uh, and they're all brave songs. and They're really funny. So if you haven't seen that, she's Amber goes violining on Twitter. Okay. Uh, Fox five interviewed her talking about her brave songs. <clears throat> nice. uh, so there's, we got a lot of talented fans out there. So yeah. we got to, if we're going to do it, we got to step our game up. Yeah. Right? We both got to bring our guitars in and, Hopefully, right. To quote an old joke, I, <laughs> I think I saw it at a roast one time. Uh, I mean, you and I can form this band, but we might end up breaking up due to uncreative differences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, well, the next one, if you sat here and made me choose a favorite, mm-hmm. it would be, I would have to maybe, I would say, because honestly, I can't choose a favorite, but... By default, how do you not say Hank Aaron? Because to me, I'll still say it. I think he's the greatest baseball player that's ever lived. Um, and getting, I don't even know where you start there. Just getting to talk to him anytime is a treat and an honor. Mm-hmm. Hearing him talk about going on, you brought up the the Home Run Derby TV show that you watched that he was on and that he won and that he took the winnings from that and bought his dad a grocery store that his dad had always dreamed of owning like fulfilled his dad's dream that uh, we, we filmed it on I think Jackie Robinson's birthday talking mm-hmm. to him about his yeah. relationship with Jackie down in the coach's room in the, the coach's room. room that was the first one we filmed uh, Braves Vision came oh, down that was right. the first one that was on camera I mean, I, there's so much I could say about yeah, that. Yeah, and he, he couldn't have been in more gracious. Oh. Uh, I love talking about Jackie Robinson when they first met. They go on barnstorming together and, and then actually playing against each other when he was you know early in his career. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hank is just one of those guys you could just sit and listen to him. We could do 20 more episodes and still not, not get enough yeah. from here and just all the things that he's done throughout his career and all the great moments – that uh, he had during his career and just his wealth of knowledge about the game of baseball and he's been very involved in and i think we talked about this a little bit involved in uh the alumni helping them with their charities especially Mm -hmm. marquise grissom brian jordan those guys who've been really giving back to the game and uh but like i said hank couldn't be more gracious with his time and he i think he generally had a great time with us and uh and uh, but we—that's one thing. That's one episode I'll always cherish: being able to sit down and mm-hmm. just hang out with him for you know thirty, forty-five minutes. Uh, same here. I couldn't have said it better myself. Exactly. I cherish that one. Uh, next up was Marquise Grissom, and we had Hank and Marquise, and this was in February, Black History Month, and we wanted to have two prominent members of Braves, Black uh, Braves alumni members, and I don't think we could have chosen any two finer people and men to do that, and then Hank and Marquise. Marquise, hearing him talk, the, the work he does uh, with young athletes, African-American athletes, and the work he does in the community, um, and grooming not players i remember asking him about grooming young players and he's like i'm grooming young people Mm -hmm. and that stood out to me that uh, that's what and that really is what he's doing he's coaching um and helping people but he's he's coaching people and grooming people they're doing stuff off the field as much as they do and on the field and i've been involved with them for you know the last 10 years and and he's uh he's done an excellent job and like i said hank's been involved with him as well as a bunch of our alumni but Marquise and Sharon, they do a great job, and they've they've been very very active. And you know, of course, there's a huge initiative now growing the game in the African American community and uh, inner city and all that all the good stuff. And and they've been at the center of that. And I know that as an organization, we've really been backing them and and trying to help come alongside them in a very very uh, big way. 
One other little thing from that episode with Marquise, hearing him tell the story of who he gave the ball to from <laughs> catching the final out the 95 World Series. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell the whole thing here because if you haven't heard it, you should go back and listen. Yeah. Uh, but then also it just so happened that the person he gave the ball to a couple days after us taping this episode with him was going to decide that she wanted him to have the ball back. Uh, which was a really it was a really cool story. So if you haven't heard that, of course, you, you probably know Marquis caught the last out in the 95 World Series. And the story of what had happened, what happened with the ball is a really cool story all around. So <laughs> uh, Katie Hearn, uh, this is somebody she's this is the first time I think we were talking to somebody who was behind the scenes. I mean, Perry and Alex or Alex is not really behind the scenes. People know Perry a little bit because mm-hmm. he's not the the face of the baseball ops department, but still he's a guy that's in interviews and quoted and people are aware of Katie Hearn is somebody who works here in the office. She is a friend. Um, but being able to talk to someone behind the scenes who has an incredible story to tell and seeing the feedback from that was amazing. I could go on all day about Katie. Uh, we had her on before the today show did, by the way, today that's shows right. had her on send. <clears throat> I Katie, think this, I think this show launched her career. I think so. I think we. I think so. I think so. She's she's another one. If you ask me, favorites hers would be up there because, uh, and it's personal to me because she's a friend, but uh, somebody who's gone through the adversity she's gone through the last mm-hmm. couple of years and has overcome it incredible and and dealt with it. Um, it's it's a great story. That's one. If you haven't heard it, uh, go back and listen to it. the The story of Katie Hearn is is one worth uh, being told and being and, and being heard. Yeah, and Katie does a great job around here. She's on the customer service team, so she listens to people um, call in, they email in, and she you know she's very gracious and how she responds and tries to resolve issues that that you know happen here at the ballpark or uh, with you know someone you know needed some assistance here or that, and so she's always. Kind contacted me hey this person's interested in doing this you know is there anything we can do and um she just does a great job with that so we're we're interacting on uh you know a lot of things that happen whether because you know we're an event company so we do events so there's things that happen there's people that need things or are looking for something extra they're looking to you know can you help me with this or you know i had this experience and how do we make it better so she has great feedback and and she does just she's on the front line i call it the front lines because that is not that is not not an easy job at all because no. you're just you're constantly dealing with people and and people's emotions and and uh how they felt about something or an experience that they had but she does a great job of um of uh, working with them i saw her she and i happened to live in the same building here in the battery and I, she and i happened to be walking out of the building at the same time today so we walked over and uh just wanted to sh- give a shout out to jack her, uh, yeah. her guide dog jack was here with us in the interview and she jack and her were walking over so i walked with them today so <laughs> uh yeah it's a great episode Derek Schiller, listen, he's one of the men in charge, one of the people in charge of this team, this franchise, and what we're doing here. Hearing lessons he learned from his father's career. His father had an incredible career in sports and the Air Force, and the lessons he learned from that Derek was learned from that and was applied in his own life and career. And you just hear what Derek does on a daily basis here. He's got a lot of things on his plate, a lot of people that he's responsible for, and to hear somebody that's in charge of that many people and that that just that much stuff for for lack of a better way of putting it is it was very interesting to me to hear what he has to what he does on a daily basis yeah it's always hard being the leader and yeah. you've got to do things that uh, other people necessarily may not see or be able to do so um you know he has to set the tone he has to set the direction and that's not always easy in an industry where things change and um you know, you never know from one day to the next. 
Um, so I have a lot of respect for him. He's done a great job, obviously, being able to help us move into this new facility. And, and you know, he deserves as much credit as a guy like Alex because they all hired Alex. They chose to write him, you know, Derek and Terry McGurk and Mike Plant. It's kind of the um, the guys that uh, brought us here, John Sherholtz, and, and set this team up for success. And obviously we kind of live and die with the team on the field, but – you have to allow that team to be successful. And I think they've done everything they could from a business perspective to give Alex the tools to create a winning team. And, you know, you, they can take that all the way back up to the top to Liberty Media. But, you know, Derek and, and uh, Mike and Terry, they all report to those guys. And, and um, you know, that's a lot of things that are done that are not seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times we just see the wins and losses. But this has been a huge success here with what's going on in the battery and what's going on in the stadium. And, and just this has been a beast to get this place to where it is. And so, I mean, I will always be – I'll always be thankful to those guys because there w- I would not have a job. There would not be an alumni association if they didn't believe in what I was, what what I'm doing, and what I proposed to them ten years ago. Mm-hmm. That could be an opportunity, you know, for us to um, to do something that we're doing. And this podcast may not be here too. Exactly. You know, it's just kind of uh, there's a lot of things that happen because. Uh, the executive team and what's interesting is that when I go around the league and I talk to other teams they don't have what we have they don't have an alumni association like this they they may do some uh, anniversary dates of teams but to what for what we do on a daily basis and what we do on a uh, season by season there's not any other teams that do what we do so I'm very thankful even sitting in this room I mean, it costs money, you know, and it has to to have a belief that they say, well, this is something worthwhile. And so I'll forever be thankful to those guys and just believe in me and and what we've built here from an alumni perspective. Absolutely. well, let's see. All right, we are still we still got quite a few. <laughs> we're, we're I'm going to yeah, I'm going to try to I'll try to speed mine up here right. a little bit so we don't we, we can skip a couple and we can always come Well, we can do some quick hit. David Justice, that was a huge personal thrill for me. Um I love the quote, you can play in the big leagues or you can really play in the big leagues. That one was great. Uh hearing about his talented children that he has and he's got a son that's a football player and that's uh, got pretty a pretty bright future ahead of him. We went out to lunch with him afterward too, by the way, David at uh, yeah. Yard House, and we split yep. some wings. He made me eat a couple. Wings. Made me <laughs> look like I could be made to eat wings. So that was great. Uh, Jason Isbell, one of my current favorite singers and artists, interviewing him on a trailer right before he went on stage. It's our uh, first famous fan, right? First famous fan. That was he was the first yeah. one. See him. We got to watch backstage, and oh my just gosh. what an incredible musician he and his band are, and. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was standing, interviewing somebody in the trailer right before they go on stage, and then literally we were on stage like right behind them, like we're just watching and seeing what they see uh, was very cool. Just hearing Jason's passion for the for the Braves because he is a diehard Braves fan. He's watching. If we're 50 games under 500, he's still watching and tweeting about it, um, and that was pretty cool. Oh, and him. I'm talking about his young daughter calling Acuna Cacuna was very funny. <laughs> that was good. That's uh, right. So that that was great. Um, uh, shout out to Adam Zimmerman for making that one happen. That's too, right. By the way, uh, Leo Mazzoni, my goodness, that one was the easiest interview we've done because all we had to do is just say like "Hi, Leo," and just let him talk for an hour and just be <laughs> massively entertained. Another so great storyteller. Yeah. Written a book. 
and um, of course my old my old pitching coach and just uh, just a great uh, great coach and allowed us to be successful he was always trying to give us the tools and give us an opportunity to be as good as we can be and and uh, he just did that. He was amazing. You know, therefore, you know, I think we talk about this. He learned from Johnny Sane, who was way ahead of his time. Leo kind of continued what Johnny taught him. And Leo was doing things differently than everybody else in baseball. And he could still be doing it today if he wanted to. But uh, just a great, uh, great leader and, and helped. I think all the pitchers that were able to work underneath him really attribute a lot to their careers because of him. Yeah, and and for me, because I knew a lot about him, the pitching coach, but hearing about his Leo, the the minor leaguer and the player, and getting to the big leagues eventually mm-hmm. as a coach was was really cool. Yeah. Hey, Brian Finneran, this was a cool one because we talk so much about you. You run Fantasy Camp; that's one of your big events that you're in mm-hmm. charge of, and having him on that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Finn is now a regular Fantasy Camp MC down there for us, and uh, loves to be here. Now he's we've got him playing baseball all year round. Now he plays mm-hmm. with the Fantasy Campers up here in Atlanta in the MSBL leagues and. Uh, so, yeah, and he's on every day, 6A the fan on the front row. So we definitely wanted to have him on, talk about his experience at Fantasy Camp. And, of course, he's just a big Atlanta fan. He'll be here at the game tonight. Right. And um, But got a great show, and Sandra and Stake and, and Finn do a great job on their show on 680. They do. We, You and I have talked, especially at that point, we've done so much talking about fantasy camp and promoting it and everything but then to hear somebody not just a camper come in and talk about it from his side and to see legitimately see the the just the excitement he has for it and how much he he, he likes going to fantasy camp and then also that it's by the way a nfl veteran uh you know a wide receiver for the falcons and other teams back in the day that that likes going to baseball fantasy camp. that was that was, that was really cool mm-hmm. for me uh chip carey there's a lot you could say. His family's involvement in the game. One of his sons was here. He was interested in getting broadcast. He yeah. was here watching us. Um, I can't remember. Is that a fourth or a fifth? Because um, you got Harry Carey. Harry Skip, Skip. Chip. Chip. I know Chip's so brother, he's, he's got, Josh, I think, was a broadcaster. And then yeah. you got sons. So this will be the fourth well, generation of Chip's Harry kids. He's Harry the fourth. Yeah, that's right. His yeah, son's Harry right. the fourth, right? So, yeah, so there you go. So that's um, – that, and then – he was also one, like, I remember him talking about how he kind of embracing bat flips and him talking about analytics and us all talking mm-hmm. about how none of us are necessarily the most analytically uh, savvy people. But I remember him talking about it's like, well, you got to, if you want to stay in the game, you got to change with it sometimes. And and, right. and him going through that in his career, he was, he was great. He was really gracious for this time, and I, I appreciated having him on. Chase Elliott, this is another one where we got to go on location. This was yeah, fun. We got great to go, road trip. Got to go to Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's fun for me. Got to merge my two worlds, growing up in the NASCAR world and then merging it together with with uh, baseball. Chase is a diehard Braves fan from Georgia. His dad raced with my dad back in the day, or my dad raced with his dad, depending on how you want to <laughs> spin that one. Um, his dad's a Hall of Famer in NASCAR, so however you want to spin that one. But uh, our dads raced together, and then he's, of course, following his dad's footsteps and into that track it was a bajillion degrees that day in oh my Charlotte. gosh yeah we, we were going to tape on top of that building overlooking the front stretch and i we went up there like this is there's no yeah. we'll, we'll all pass out oh my out. gosh yeah that yeah. was bad now merriweather got to do the ride along we didn't get Brad to do the ride along i know i think next time well you've probably had plenty of ride alongs i've never had one but that was uh that was pretty exciting i got to ride bloopers mini bike you rode bloopers mini biker i've still got the video <laughs> on my phone maybe we'll put that out someday if you ride bloopers mini bike around the garage area at charlotte yeah. uh, brad merriweather got to ride in the camaro now, with chase i did get to drive i drove the, the the pace car 
I got I to go on a ride along. Yeah, I got to go on a ride along with you in the infield, driving, <laughs> hauling, you know what, through the infield in that Camaro. Yeah, a little five speed with <laughs> yeah, a Bosch yeah, in, yeah, engine yeah, in it, right? That yeah. was. Yeah. Was it Bosch? Is it uh, was it a Bosch engine or? I can't remember. Or yeah. Bosch. Bosch. Maybe it was Bosch. Bosch, Bosch is like a thing. Okay. See yeah, maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. But Chase Chase was great. Um, and he had his hat that he designed, the Napa hat giveaway, oh, which yeah, is really cool. Right. Uh, Very down to earth. Oh, yeah. Respectable. Great kid. I guess we can call him a kid. He's probably only, what, 22? 22, 23. Oh, my and he's, gosh. Uh, and he, he he's just a won. superstar, man. Yeah, he's he just good. won last week. At Did Charlotte. he really? He won at Charlotte, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, sure now he came in like third that day, you know, the race that Yeah, the 600. Come. Yeah, so that was the first Charlotte race of the year, the, the 600 back in Memorial Day weekend. First one I've watched in a long time yeah. just because I wanted to see him do yeah. well. Yeah, well, and then he, he, so he followed that up. He won at Charlotte uh, this wow, past weekend. Wow, good for him. So, he's doing well. Um, big Braves fan. Luke? Jackson I this was so much fun to have an, a current player on during the season we've had players on but only out of season that this is the first one he was, and the first he was closing then right? and he was he'd become yeah. the closer uh that kind Doing of established himself that was cool like hearing somebody like him talk about what it's like to go through the ups and downs of not just making it to the big leagues but staying in the big leagues the quote of where he joked where he said every kid dreams of giving up a grand slam on opening day <laughs> that was just that was but that's him that's yeah and he's out he's right out there everything's yeah. out in the open yeah and just a great kid and i've you know he had a small he had a rough patch but boy he's bounced back and he is doing great in his role and uh he's just been solid for us all all year yep i'm glad absolutely. to see him do well same andrew jones we had him here shortly after the all-star game announcement that it's going to be here at suntrust park in 2021 hearing his all-star game memories what mm-hmm. it's like to participate in the derby uh hearing about his time playing in japan was cool his son he's got a son in high school that's playing really well mm-hmm. could have a future in the game um that was uh that 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 yeah that was a fun time with andrew yeah. i think he's one i think we definitely all these guys all these people oh, have yeah, back, we can but, have them all they yeah. we've got plenty of stories that uh were left untold yeah uh, Eric Young, EY, first base coach. Uh, there's a lot there to unpack. That's been a very – I think that's still our most popular episode on YouTube, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, how emotional he got in talking about, like, how proud he was of his – both of his sons. Um, he's got one that's a big leaguer, followed his path, and the other one that's a child star and actor. Um, it's pretty Well, pretty he's amazing. an emotional guy. Yeah. I mean, he's – you can tell his role in this team. He keeps those guys fired up. They love him. It's like Wash. I mean, they're just – they're so passionate. They're so personable. And these young guys are gravitating towards him because they just want them to do well. Right. And they want to they want to motivate and they want to lead. And you can just see it in their eyes. You can hear it in their voice. You know, we, we're going to talk about Ron, too. We'll have him – we had him on a little bit later. But the same type of – they mm-hmm. just they're teachers they're motivators and they're leaders bob horner the bond he shared with his father mm-hmm. what it was like being drafted number one going straight to the big leagues hitting four home runs in one game that was another guy who was before my time but i knew stuff about him and to get to know him as a person was was uh, was really cool i can't remember if it was on the episode or not i have to go back and listen to a story he told about uh We'll say he accidentally broke a chair in uh, in the the team charter on Delta. I don't know if that was uh, <laughs> that was on the episode or not, but I he he told a story that he <laughs> he eventually got billed for it. Yeah, so, that's yeah, right. They're just trying to play some cards, you know. Um, <laughs> let's see, Greg McMichael. Uh, that episode, I, nothing really stands out nah. there. <laughs> no, nah. that was great. We got to hear your your journey yeah. of how you got there. That was cool. Which I already knew it, uh, but I, there was something I wanted for me. I wanted the fans to hear because you had quite a journey, and it wasn't mm-hmm. from being from really 
as a youth to eventually making the big leagues. It wasn't wasn't easy. You've been under yeah. the knife a lot, my friend. I have. I have. They keep trying to put you under there too. I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, there the the guy played a big part of that, Roy Clark, who's been a part of this organization for a long time. Uh, who was a long time scout, head of scouting, and all that, and and just uh, the impact he had on my life and and what he did to help me get where you know where I am today um that's something I've not you know there's so many guys like that along all these athletes these who are now alumni you know they had a journey and that's what I love about the show it's what I love about working with the alumni they all faced adversity they all faced people that told them that you know you just you probably can't do this or you know injury kept you from doing this and they all overcame that to be to be successful and you know I was no different but you know what that that's that's life everybody Mm -hmm. has a story like that you don't you won't find anybody that's successful that hasn't overcome something and um, and I think those are just what the stories that we all want to hear because it motivates us it encourages us when we're ready to give up we want to we need somebody to come along put their arms along uh arm uh alongside of us and and just encourage us to keep going and so i i love hearing these stories and i mm-hmm. think that's why we'll continue to to listen and and ask questions and and hopefully get those from uh, all these great great uh, alumni that we have in this organization as well as people that work for us sure. i mean it's the same way we got mi- tons of success people that mm-hmm. work in the Atlanta Braves organization, not just the alumni. Two, two alumni. The next two episodes after that, the, the tie-in to that, Mark Lemke, Lemmer, hearing him talk about his career and how he got into broadcasting, but then just fulfilling a lifelong dream of like he wanted to be a knuckleball pitcher. So he did that. After <laughs> his big right. league time was done, he went to the independent ball, yeah. threw the knuckleball, and then after him, Bruce Benedict, another guy who I knew the name, didn't know much about him. Just getting to know him and his career was great. Yeah. Funny guy. Two funny guys right very there. Fun, two very funny people. <laughs> different types of sense of humor and very funny. I, the serious thing I remember about Bruce Benedict, um, hearing him talk about how special it was for him to play in the All-Star game mm. in his career. I think sometimes as fans, and maybe rightly so, we see a lot of athletes or people that like, they could, especially guys that have been there a lot to the All-Star game, like they could probably take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And I understandably, like they probably would just rather have the time off. I get that. But it was nice to hear that for, for some guys out there that was being the looking back on his career, being able to be in an all-star game was really, really – I mean, he was almost a little emotional talking about sure, like it sure. really meant something to him. That was very cool. Yeah, I wonder like somebody like Hank that went 20 years in a row. I know. I mean, I know. did he – was there at any point in time he's like, okay, do I really want to go? Or? <laughs> right, I don't know. Uh, John Sherholtz, I mean, listen, he's vice chairman emeritus. He's the architect of the 14 straight division titles, hmm. still involved with the team. Just to hear him talk about, I mean, from trading, making the Fred McGriff trade, and then doing that job, the GM job, and his leadership and how he does things, that that was a great yeah. treat. Well, he's Mr. Brave to me. He is always organization first. I love this organization. I love this team. And, and you know, he's still, even though he's emeritus now, vice chair emeritus, he's still involved in watching all the games and, mm-hmm. and uh, very much will be here tonight cheering on the team. Uh, Hank Aram week, we had on two guys for that. It was our first episode where we had two guests at the same mm-hmm. time. We had Marvin Freeman and Jerry Royster. And I hope that we get the chance to have each of those guys separately to talk a little bit more in depth about each of their careers. Because Marvin is, first of all, Martin Marvin, I think is, I'm not sure, I'm not great at measuring I think he's eight feet four inches tall. He's a mountain of a man, but man, he is funny. He and is on a, Twitter more than you. And he's on Twitter more than I am. He's very funny. Very he, funny. He tweeted out uh, um, a 
me pitching the other day. Did he? Yeah, it was uh, when I guess we now when we made it to the playoffs. He posted um, the uh, double play ball that I threw in Cincinnati when we <laughs> when I got the first save in the playoffs. Nice. And nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, so he's always usually it's him. I mean, he's I showing all the hitters that you know how bad they were. I know. That's what. I th- what did he say? He's like, if you look at my Instagram feed, you think I was the greatest pitcher to ever live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he just puts the just the hits. I know. We give our job. Yeah. And especially the hitters like Marvin, did you ever give up a hit? Right. <laughs> but we got to have him. my Twitter. Yeah, that's right. So we got to have him on sometime. Just yeah, him. he's funny. And, and we will because he just started the Marvin Freeman Foundation. And uh, I was at his grand opening for uh, what he's doing with um, with the youth and baseball. And, and so we'd love to have talk, you know, talk to him. And then, of course, Jerry Royster, mm-hmm. longtime brave and uh, great teacher involved in growing the game initiative with Major League Baseball. So uh, we'll definitely uh, hopefully have him on in the future. Absolutely. Uh, Wash. We had Ron Washington on, Braves third base coach. I can All I can say is I wanted to run through a brick wall by the time yeah. that one was over with. Yeah. I mean, what a, there's a reason he's as good as he is, what he does, and why people respect him mm-hmm. so much. I mean, what a great guy, coach, motivator. We can do Wash part two, part three, oh part my gosh. four, part five. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen hopefully to Hopefully nobody it, takes you know? him this offseason. season. And- I- as for him, for his sake, if he wants another crack at it, I hope he gets mm-hmm. the, the opportunity. Selfishly, I, I hope he stay. I hope we get to keep him because I, yeah. I love Wash. I told him, I said, I think we got four Gold Glovers out there, yep. and, and I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with him. Jerry Blevins. What I love about having Jerry on, first of all, he was really he's gracious with his time really funny very honest and very kind of like luke in that he's mm-hmm. very well aware he's aware of himself mm-hmm. and his role dr blevins dr blevins <laughs> uh i presume um he's a guy that i think especially if, if i'm putting my fan hat on here he comes in maybe he comes in to get an out i know he's not on the the postseason roster for the nlds i think that has a lot to do with the fact that the cardinals are pretty right-handed mm-hmm. heavy and i if we advance i wouldn't be shocked at all to sure. see jerry back on the roster for the next round but he to me here's a guy that if you're a fan you see him he maybe comes in and gets an out during a game or he comes in and because this is the life of a reliever he comes in and doesn't get the out he was supposed to and that's all you're seeing as a fan this guy comes in maybe once a game gets an out maybe he doesn't whatever that's all you're seeing as a fan Mm -hmm. but to hear that it's almost sometimes I think we forget that this is a person with a whole a life and a career and how they got here and all that sometimes we just see a, a roster move or a player come in that's it to get to know the person was great and I'll tell you this I, I mean not that I wasn't a fan already because he's on my team but I'll forever be a Jerry Blevins fan and want him to do mm-hmm. well for however long he wants to play the game yeah and I think that's what's great about this show because we can all just play fantasy baseball yep fantasy football whatever right. it is and that makes it even worse because you're really not you're just you know you're a number you're a you know you're a roster like you said a roster move but you know, we we want to humanize the guys and and people here to talk about, you know, who they really are and get to know them. And I think that's that's a great thing. But it, and I'm just as guilty about that, you know, as any. We all do it. Yeah, we all watch sports. We all do it. It happens. Uh, Billy Reed. Now, this was fun because a he, he he was our first sponsor. He's he's the title sponsor behind the Braves. Um, but going out to the Shoals in Alabama to Billy's headquarters and talking to him, and he can tell he's just a baseball fan, a diehard fan, loves the game. And then if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and listen to it. Uh, you were getting ready to play uh, play baseball, or you did play baseball with him and uh, Jack White in their game during his shindig. Uh, Billy Reed, that was 
with the Mari- mariachi band. I'm telling you, the video you texted me of the mariachi band out on the field during the game, yeah. like we this this we got to do this. This got to happen. Yeah. And Billy's coming tonight to the game. That's awesome. So invited him out, and uh, we're going to watch the game together. And uh, so I'll be excited to see him and let him know how the podcast is going. So that's great. Yeah. If check out, you know, if you haven't checked out Billy's stores or has checked him out online, check him out, man. He's got a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Pare. Assistant GM, Head of Research and Development. Jason was great. We've gotten a lot of great feedback on that one. He's he's a, he does a, he's, he's a very smart guy, Ivy League guy, and to hear what he does on a daily basis and how he manages people and how he affects the team um, and how he contributes, I should say, or how he helps the team, that, that was a Well, really this is one guy that I want to have on a bunch more times yep. because – I need to be better educated on what he's doing. Plus, I want to try to figure out what he's going, going to do next. You know, when I asked him, "Hey, is there anything that uh, that you're working on? You know, that can mm-hmm. that can uh, you know that's that's kind of some new research." You know, he had kind of that look in his eye, like, "Yeah, but I ain't telling you. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not Especially telling anybody." Camera rolling. Dude. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, talking to him more, and I think that's we're, we're getting ready to go. To the new the winter meetings are already scheduled nice. for San Diego, yep. and uh, we got to book our flights. By the way, all right. So uh, we're going to work on that, and we'll make it a point to to get with Jason while we're out there. That's yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Jason. It's, I think all these we like just barely scratch the surface. But that's definitely another one, especially those guys from the front office. It's it's the more we get to learn about that and how they sure. do their business is always a treat. And then our most two recent episodes, both from You Know Him and Love Him from Fox Sports, Peter Moylan, I mean, how do you not love that guy? He's hilarious. Uh, got the, that awesome accent that we're both envious of. His first year uh, on the mic uh, with Fox Sports, and he's done an incredible job. And I think if that's the way he wants to go permanently for, for his next the next phase of his career, because he's still trying to, if you listen to the episode, he's, he's still trying to stay in a little bit of baseball shape because he was hoping to make the Australian Olympic team and hopefully play in the Olympics to kind of end out his playing career. But if he wants a, the, to be in broadcasting, I think he's I think he's uh, perfect. First year, and he's like a pro. He, he does a great job with it. Yeah, he's a natural. He's just got a great personality. He's very um, engaging. Best teeth in America, probably. Oh, yeah. Yep, easily. And Australia. <laughs> and he's got the accent. I yeah. mean, how can you not? I mean, it's like yeah. he he just, you know, oh, you want the job? Okay, yeah, let me have you. Just keep talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. He's great. <laughs> and then our most recent episode before this one, Kelsey Winger, that was fun. We've gotten a ton of great feedback about mm-hmm. that this week. Yeah, a lot of people. Good. And she and thanks to her, she shared it on her. We didn't ask her to or anything. She shared it on her personal social media channels and everything. And the fan response has been awesome. Hearing about her, her career, but also what happened after she was hit with the foul ball. And I didn't know about some of the fallout from that. Um, and then what she's got in the future coming up is was really great. So that's uh, that's and that that brings us to now. We didn't mention our episodes where it's just the Harry and Bubba show or it's just yeah. you and me. We'll have a few more of those. There'll be a few more I'm of those. Sure. Yeah. So But man, that's that's a lot. That's a whole lot. That how is many a, how many words do you think we spoke in the last year? My wife would probably say not enough. <laughs> oh my gosh, how many words? Oh wow, I don't even know where to. I am guilty of going home and say, "Honey, I think I used up all my words today." <laughs> Did you do another podcast? No, she's not like that. But uh, but I would like to know how many words. Uh, well, we do know that we've uh, we're approaching, like I said, to you know the amount of downloads. But yeah. you multiply each show by talking for. 
45 minutes. That's a lot of words. You a lot know, of words. guys only have so many words a day. Yeah. Now, somebody like Frank Frenchie, you know, Frank Coor, he's got a lot more words than, than yeah. you or I do. If we can get, if we do, if we make this a contract deal and we get paid by the word, y'all get ready for some <laughs> long <laughs> podcasts. All right. That's what we need to do next. Um, all right. Before we go, I did want to, uh, and I'm, I hesitate to do this because I'm really worried I'm going to forget somebody, but I did want to just read out a, a list of names. There's so many people that have contributed to mm. this show and have yeah, helped us along the way. Off the top, Greg Mize, uh, he's the first, he's the one who put the two of us together. Uh, we all had this mu- mutual dream. That could be good or bad. Could be. Could be. <laughs> to this point, it's been mostly good. Uh, but we all had this mutual dream of doing a team podcast, and he kind of orchestrated the he, he put the two of us together, and then and that's what... That, After I threatened him, I showed up at his house. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> hey, it works for me. I'm here. Yeah. It works for me. Uh, yeah, Victoria Klein. Victoria Klein from Mark and Digital Marketing. Uh, she's been a great supporter. Adam Zimmerman, Vice President of Marketing. This couldn't work without My him. Boss. I, our, our boss. Our I'm, boss. It wouldn't work. I mean, we, he's also the one who orchestrated the Jason mm-hmm. Isbell interview, so... Uh, the lo- wonderful folks from Braves Vision who work around our schedule and lug all this equipment around, not just down here to the lounge, but to Charlotte, to the coaches room, to wherever, uh, to film a lot of these episodes. Cameron Carter, Matthew Buzz, uh, McMahon, Ivan Rodriguez, Alex Middleton, Allison Parrish, Parker Robinson, also Jesse Powell, Greer Howard, who does, you know, uh, from in-stadium, does a lot of the hosting stuff yeah, there. She's, she's, she's been a big, she's big been a supporter. Help. Uh, media relations staff have been great. They've gotten a lot of – Beth Marshall uh, always supports us. She got us the interview Jared, with Hank. Jonathan. Jared, John, Jared Broson, John Kerber, Franco Garcia, Matt Grilly. Uh, from Braves Marketing, we mentioned Brad Merriweather. We're still mad that he got to do the ride-along, and we didn't, but Brad's a supporter. Hannah Weicker, Katie Hearn, Jake Horan, Jory Palmer, Megan McFerrin, Shalise Miller, who's moved on to other things but was a big help in the beginning, John Moses, Sarah Hunter. I see. I already feel like I'm forgetting people. You, you come, you're like from NASCAR. I mean, I like to think the Kellogg's, Pop Tarts, Quaker State, <laughs> Band of Pontiac, you're good Chevrolet, at that. run yeah. real good all day. Yeah, that's 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 me. Yeah, that's that's where I grew up in it. Got so. that down. No, we've had. We obviously couldn't do this alone. Alone, even though Ricky and I sit in a room by ourselves sometimes and just talk. There, um, there's a lot of people that have helped make this happen. From corporate sponsorship, making connection with Billy. Oh, Billy yeah. Reed and his yep. folks, uh, Mark, his CEO, um, that, uh, you know, that, that's helped, you know, close the deal. But um, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, Mark Lehman is the one that, that uh, worked with Billy and mm-hmm. his group to get this deal done. Appreciate them. Jim Allen's group, they do a great job and um, helping us. So, so obviously this is, has been a group effort, and we wouldn't be here without the Braves organization. Braves organization is the best in baseball. Uh, we want them to do want them to do really well, and and uh, they've been very supportive. And of course, we wouldn't still be here after a year if if it wasn't for. Derek and Mike and oh gosh, and Terry, Start right? Stop, yeah, that's right. That's this morning. I was uh, I was looking around. Uh, we was in a meeting. We we're planning postseason stuff, and I was in a meeting with a lot of the marketing folks. Then, and Greg Mize said, uh, "By the way, before we go, also congratulations to Ricky and to Greg McMichael. They're taping their one year anniversary show today." Who said that? Greg Mize. Oh, okay. And uh, and I looked around the room, and I literally went, "Everybody in this room has contributed to mm-hmm. Behind the Brave somehow." And it's a room of about fifteen people. Yeah. Is that every person in this room and I said it I was like as I look around everybody in here has helped us with the success of this and hopefully 
hopefully the ongoing success as it get, continues mm-hmm. to grow. So it, it takes a whole organization. It starts from the top and everybody has helped. And it's, uh, yeah. and so my final thank yous are, uh, one to all the folks out there who listen and have continued to spread the word about behind the Braves, uh, thank you obviously it wouldn't be possible without you and all your kind words and your constructive criticism i love it all and thank you very Mm. much for all that and thank you to you yeah i appreciate that well it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you i wanted to thank my mom for keeping me in school and learning to talk (laughs) and uh, going to english class (laughs) i'd like to thank my mom for listening to the show two hundred and seventy-five thousand times hopefully i've not embarrassed any of my english teachers with uh, i know that sometimes i embarrass my wife with words i I say her instead of she you know or her Uh, and him or her and him coming to you know but um no i it's it's been a lot of fun I didn't realize exactly what this was going to entail. I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I just knew that I wanted to continue to talk about what we're doing from an alumni perspective. Uh, this is just a great way to, to share the rich tradition of the Atlanta Braves organization. That was what I was thinking about. It's turned into way, you know, much more than what I anticipated. Building a relationship with you, um, with, you know, being able to deepen the relationship I have with the alumni mm-hmm. and with other people in the organization. So there's been so many, so much more that, uh, great things that have come out of it. And uh, we're, we have people around us that are pushing to, uh, for us to expand, you know, and thinking about ways that this can be a kind of a richer experience. And I think that's awesome because there's so many things that you and I perspective that we come from. And when you've got so many talented people around you, it just helps. And so hopefully uh, we'll be able to take this, you know, we'll be talking a year from now and mm-hmm. look back and see how this show has grown. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. I am too. Well, thank you all for an amazing first year of, on Behind the Braves mm-hmm. presented by Billy Reed. Can't wait for a year two. And I can't wait for uh, game one tonight in October baseball. Go Braves. So go Braves. Chop on. For Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.